Jolt. The Jolt. Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick, and this is The Jolt on Sirius XM OutQ. It is always a thrill when the lady they call La Luchi <laughs> enters the room. Do you ever get used to being called La Luchi? What is that like for you? I love it. It's I cute, love right? It. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Uh, thank you. Because some people might find that a bit corny. I think it's adorable. I do, too, and I think it's meant that way. And yeah. the first one who who called me La Luchi in person in public was was Regis, Regis and he Philbin, did it with yeah. a big twinkle in his eye and oh no I take it very well oh, I good. like it good 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 well La Luchi Miss Susan Lucci is joining us in studio you know that she is back for a third season as Genevieve on uh, on the uh, Lifetime show Devious Maids and um, it's looking like it's going to be a good season I've seen the first couple of episodes oh good and uh and it looks like uh um Jean-Vieve is off to a good start but I don't predict things are going to stay happy for her for long no she's I mean she's very happy because she got a kidney and yes. so she gets to live so she gets to live <laughs> but I think that's where it ends I think She's going to be making some very interesting choices. Oh, my gosh. You're reading my mind. I was just going to say that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, she makes choices that are not always the best choices for her. And based on her life experience, she advises Zoila to make choices that maybe aren't always great for Zoila. No, Zoila, bless her heart. She needs to not listen to Genevieve. No, but somehow they listen to each other at least some of the times. So. They're very Lucy and Ethel now. They are, are they? They're a little. They're a little bit of a little team now. How did that wasn't originally the plan, was it? It just sort of happened. How? Well, I mean, to me, it was in the writing, um, and maybe it evolved when they saw what great chemistry Judy and I had together. Mm. Uh, we, I feel so blessed to work with her. I mean, what a great scene partner Judy Reyes is. Yeah, and. Uh, we uh, yeah we get ourselves into trouble, but we're always there for each other. And yet there are moments, there are definitely moments that could definitely drag us apart. And uh, I would say that neither of them has the the most successful love lives, and uh, they lean on each other. And it is very Lucy and Ethel because they get themselves into jams too. I know from, it's from time to time. Very cute. It's very very cute. Um, Obviously, you never know how or if a show is going to connect. Um, and this is a show that has um, a lot of people who love it. It has its critics because of the uh, the fact that people want uh, certain uh, sectors to be served in a certain way. Um, but the show has, has succeeded. And that must be um, a really a nice surprise. Well, it's a, a fantastic show, and, and it really has cut across all cultural uh, differences, too. I mean, on my Instagram account, which I'm fairly new to just since January. I'm going to say, Susan Lucci has an Instagram account, and I don't. You are way <laughs> ahead of me. Well, I wish I'd started a couple of years ago, because I find it wonderful way to connect with, with the fans, with the viewers. And I'm getting responses in French. I understand we're number two in France. Yeah. Uh, in French, in Spanish, in Russian, in Chinese, in Arabic. Uh, and as I go around the country, because I am out and about now on a lot of planes, people from all walks of life, men and women, 
women uh, stop me and call me by the name Genevieve. And so it's very exciting to see uh, that kind of cross-cultural appeal and the hu- with the humor as well because the show is very funny and very cleverly written, I have to say, too. Um, and I love that about it. In terms of... Um, some of the criticism that was really leveled at the show in the beginning because there were Latina maids in Beverly Hills households. I have to suspect that those people who were criticizing on that basis uh, had not yet seen Mark I Cherry's don't think show. That they still have seen the show. It's possible because the, the takeaway from Devious Maids is that no one is defined by what they do for a living mm-hmm. or the size of their bank account. No one. And we see often that Jean-Vierre, for example, really leans on Zoila for uh, common sense and for uh, capabilities. It's it's Zoila. So um, it's a lot of push-pull between those two. But we see each of those beautiful Latina actresses playing maids who each have their own dreams, their own aspirations, like anybody, like everybody. Yeah, and yeah. there are full stories being told about each person. Also, not all the maids, even from season one, were uh, of that ethnic background. There was a Russian maid. There has been an American maid. Uh, actually, Marisol, played fabulously by Anna Ortiz, who I love, uh, is pretending to. She's not a maid. She was pretending to be a maid. Uh, she is now a New York Times bestselling author on the show. And uh, she has an employment agency now. Um, so there are no stereotypes. There may be the expectation of stereotypes, but there are none. Haven't you seen yourself as a as an actor who's endured the um the criticism of people who expect because people um have not always seen women in powerful roles mm-hmm. as far back. I mean, let's let's be honest. One of the reasons why people originally fell in love with Erica is because she was a spitfire <laughs> at a time when we didn't get a whole lot of that. Um, haven't you been watching this for for your career and wondering if people really watch what they what they criticize? Uh, I, it has crossed my mind. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, people see through different lenses. Yeah. And uh, I guess everyone has a different opinion. Um, there are certain things you can base... On fact, you know, for example, what we were just discussing about about Mark Cherry's Devious Maids, uh, it bears no resemblance to the criticism that was leveled at it. Um, so I have to think those people probably had not yet seen it. Mm. I hope that they will. Uh, and then some people dig their heels in and just continue. You know, some people you don't just know. want to complain because they're unhappy. That's there's, what I think. There, there's that too. Yeah, sure. That's what I think. Um, what does it mean um, to be playing another character who is um, is so uh, embraced? I mean, yeah. uh, so many actors don't get one, and you've had, you know, I mean, now you have Genevieve. I, and people love her. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. I just, um, I count my lucky stars. I really thank God. I, I, maybe it comes with the territory when you're an actor, but yeah. suddenly when all my children uh, was taken off the air, you know, I, I, I wondered if I would ever work again. I certainly knew that playing Erica Kane had given me many opportunities to 
play other roles, and I feel as an actress, you must play more than one role. But when one role ends, you often feel like, oh my goodness, I'll never work again. Mm. And uh, so I, I did have all those feelings. And then to end up with this fantastic part, and I have to say, to follow Erica Kane, it almost had to be with a character named Jean-Vierre de la Tour. <laughs> it had to be huge, right? Larger right? than life. Yes. Larger than life. Yes, and another amazing writer who really understands character and and uh, humanity, and, and that's Mark Cherry. So you started as, a, as an actor very, very young. Um, when you look around at what you're um, doing now, how different does it look? Then you fantasized. Well, there's a lot to the business that I could never have fantasized. I, I, you know, that I had no idea about. I had no one in my family who had ever been in the business. I, I just knew that I, I wanted to be an actress, and and really it was the way I played as a little girl. I mean, I made up all the parts and acted them all out. Uh, <laughs> Didn't go to sleep when I was supposed to. Stayed up late at night, put my pillow in the hallway, and I could see my parents' TV on the back wall. And I watched a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> they thought I was in bed. But um, I would then make up my own stories, act out all the parts, got the neighborhood little kids to play act with me. And I was big at going in my mother's drawer and taking out all the scarves, and they became our costumes. And I just wanted to be an actress and perform and I would put on Broadway cast albums and sing and dance all over the house and it's just who I was so you know that that that's all the same to me when did you see that there is a there is a a difference and a way to merge being an actor mm -hmm. with being very famous well, the fame part didn't even occur to me no? as a as a child or even in college when I majored in drama and and uh, it was the acting. I didn't I didn't put that together. Um, I knew that in my hometown people knew me from the high school plays and around town. I knew what that was like to be approached on the street and mm -hmm. spoken to and fortunately said nice things to, but. Um, I don't know that anybody really understands what it's like until you're smack in the middle of it, in the thick of it. And um, it, it just comes with the territory. And fortunately, I had a chance to grow, grow into it. So how did you develop the instincts to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, well-possessed in public? Because... We have never seen La Lucci fall out of a car. <laughs> we have never seen her go off in public. We've never, you, 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 I always, I've always said, and I think I've said this directly to you, you remind me of the old school movie star who Thank knows you. how to, how to be appropriate. When did you? How did your instincts kick in? If that was, if you weren't as aware of fame as, as other people are. Well, thank you. I think, you know, thank you very much. But even if I weren't an actress, I don't think I'd want to be falling out of a car. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good answer. But you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. I certainly know what you mean. I think, um, I think a lot of it is, you know, 
being brought up, you know, by by my my parents and uh, my grandmother and uh, and just observing and saying, mm, I don't want to go there. No, I don't want to go there. And and I think a lot of us learn our lessons along the way in college. Maybe I, for myself, I know I, I remember um, having to sign in and sign out from, I went to a women's college. I went to Marymount College. We had to sign in when we came in, we had to sign out when we went out. And we had to stay at a certain women's hotel in New York. And uh, when we came to the city and we were, you know, the behavior was monitored at all times. Um, but I know one time I I signed in when I came in and the next morning I didn't recognize my handwriting so well. I'd been out with my friends and uh, had a, one too many glasses of wine. And I thought, oh, that's terrible. I don't want to do that anymore. So it's just, I guess, who I am. Mm, very interesting. Talking to Susan Lucci here on The Jolt. Um, so because you've been in the business for as long as you have, mm -hmm. you've seen what it has done to women, to all people, but to young women. Um and for a time, uh, your daughter Liza was an actor. How relieved were you when she decided that she wanted to do other things? Well, you know, again, with with my children, I just I always felt that as as their mother, that my job was to show them wonderful things in life and follow their lead where their interests lied and hopefully help them to get to where they wanted to go. Mm. And so my son's interest in, in, uh, in golf, you know, we tried to be in the warmer climates in the winter so he could compete with the Sunbelt boys and, and go on and on and on because that was his talent, his passion. Uh, both children had had from a very early age lots of interests and lots of abilities. And so I felt my job was just to let them explore those and see where they wanted to go. Uh, Liza actually majored in uh, communications, and she was she's a very talented writer, so she was thinking more of, of being on the other side of the camera. And then she interned with me on a movie I did for a lifetime, actually, called Ebby. And we were in Vancouver. She, she was getting college credit for interning uh, on that movie. And uh, she went to Chapel Hill in, in uh, North Carolina, University of North Carolina. And... Uh, she was wrangling. She was a, an, like the third wrangler of extras. It was a big crowd scene, party scene. And the director suggested that she get dressed as one of the people at the party. And when she did, um, even without that, a lot of people were saying to her on the crew, Liza, I know that you want to be a filmmaker, a screenwriter, something like this, but have you looked in the mirror? You know, maybe you should be in front of the camera. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's a beautiful girl. And of course, that's not the only thing that that it takes, of course, and she was a talented girl. Uh, and so she then, back at Chapel Hill, was taking acting classes. She went to NYU Tisch, uh, the summer program of graduate school uh, for acting, and, you know, was cast in Passions and blew my husband and me away. She was great. I watched her. You did. Of oh, course Larry, I did. that's so great to know. Yeah. She blew us away. And yeah. uh, we would sit there and watch her with tears coming down. And she was in a lot of you know, I, this is, I mean, now you've given me this total permission to, to rave about my daughter. I mean, when she was 11 and in school, um, 
she auditioned for the part of Annie uh, in the musical uh, for a month before getting the part. And the, the director was a wonderful, very bright teacher. She had the children audition and she showed them to outside people in the business to get their opinions. No names, nothing. Just watch them and listen to them. And Liza got the part on her own. That is not easy music to learn. No. She would go off in the house. I would hear her. She learned all the music herself. And then I watched her on that stage. She was 11. She had such great instincts. A piece of scenery didn't show up that was supposed to be there. She knew just where to go. and She didn't block anybody. She did her thing. Uh, I was so proud of her. And that's the way it always was. Mm. Um, so when she was going to be an actress, I understood her choice. Um, she didn't love everything that went with it. She didn't love not being home when she had a baby. She didn't love uh, all the stuff that goes with it, all the appearances, all of that. Whereas I did. I loved all of that, not being away from my children. And that's history in this business. And my contracts was I'd be home at a certain time and be with my children and so on. But um, she uh, had a baby, decided to move back to New York. And uh, now she's had four babies in six years and started a business of her own called Sage Spoonfuls uh, that has just uh, been embraced by the the mommy community so, so very um, deservedly so. And she's in Bye Bye Baby and Babies Are Us and uh, many uh, websites and diapers.com. And she's on speaking tour and she's just blooming. Not sleeping much, but still looking <laughs> You're gorgeous such a and proud a big smile. Mom. It's so cute. <laughs> You're such a proud mom. That's really lovely. Um, how uh, validating is it? We were talking earlier about um, the fact that you've you've uh, scored not one but two uh, durable characters, and you know, in addition to playing a whole bunch of other you know, film roles and stage roles and all of that. But how validating is it for you to, how much do you love when you're in an airport in France and someone says jean Vieve and not Erica? It's amazing. It's amazing to me to have a whole new group of people who didn't know me in my first role and find jean Vieve worthy of calling out in an airport mm. or coming over and speaking to me or taking photos. Um, because we can't be an actress just by ourselves in our room. Right. We, you know, it, it's um, definitely a collaboration between writers, actors, directors on the set, the crew, but also with the audience, much the way it is on a Broadway stage. Okay, the audience isn't live in front of us, but you can feel them and you you understand the relevance of the script and the characters that you're playing. How very amazing and gratifying and wonderful when the audience comes back to you and lets you know. That's that's the applause you get from the at-home mm. audience. So in, in, your, in your fantasies, because you know the value of a good plot twist to keep a character <laughs> vital, what's your ultimate fantasy for jean Vieve? Well, I mean, just this particular year, I'd love her to have a love interest, and I think that's going to happen with somebody fantastic. And uh, again, you know, it can't always end well. I don't know how it will end, but it can't always go well. It's not that much fun to watch if everything's all so nicey-nicey no, all the time. No, what they call backburner status, right? I, I, that's, yes, <laughs> I guess it would be, yeah. yeah. Did you read the Archie comic books growing up? Of course. Well, I always loved Veronica. <laughs> Really? Yes. Of course you I did. I was not rooting for Betty and you Archie. You were not rooting for... 
What didn't you like about Betty? She's too boring. (laughs) (laughs) But what did you think of Reggie? Oh, Reggie was great. I liked Reggie. Oh, see, you like bad boys. There is that. (laughs) You like Reggie. I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. Susan Lucci, it is always, as they say it, always a thrill to see you. Great to see you, Larry. Great to always go a little bit deeper and 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 learn more. Um, and so much fun to watch you. So Thank you. We'll see you again, I hope. Uh, look for Susan Lucci on Devious Maids Mondays on Lifetime. This is The Jolt.